Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for your love and your mercies. We thank you for your protection even upon our lives from the beginning of the week even unto today. We say we are grateful. We are thankful, O oh Lord. Father, we pray that by your spirit you guide us today into your word. Let every truth that we're supposed to know that would actually catapult us to the next phase of our lives be revealed unto us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit, be the lead even in today's meeting. Let the power of your word, the transformative power of your word, even be imbibed in our spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. And thank you, you're going to lead us into all truths in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for joining in. As I said, please share the link with your friends. Um, invite your loved ones to join in because today is a wonderful time. And I believe God is going to bless us in the name of Jesus. Okay. So I want us to read a short scripture before we begin today's service. Okay. Um, the word of God says that we shouldn't take these meetings for granted. Okay. Um, and I want us to read that scripture quickly. A great blessing and i believe that things will work out for our good god is going to make everything actually work together for us in the name of the lord jesus christ hallelujah um, and so the bible says that not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is okay so that means that many people or many believers may take for granted meetings where we come to enjoy the word of God okay and he says that we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together hallelujah as the manner of some is but then let's exhort in each other and so when we come um, together to enjoy the word of God it's actually important we understand that we've actually come together and this meeting is not an ordinary meeting it's actually meeting that God has ordained to bless us okay so take note of that so don't think that um, we have just met for no reason we've met for a purpose I was reading from Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 so if you can just move your Bible there Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 so the Bible says in Hebrews 10 25 that's not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exalting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching so he's saying that we should always endeavor to meet as a matter of fact we should be meeting frequently as the day of the lord is approaching because the more we meet we actually compel each other onto good works we provoke each other onto good works we sharpen each other onto good works the bible says that iron sharpened iron and so when you join these meetings you need to understand that god is doing something with you he's doing something in your spirit and what he's doing in your spirit is what's going to make you powerful to withstand the challenges that would come even in these last days okay so understand that you are part of something that is going to happen to affect humanity and so i would always encourage you to get your pens and your bibles and write down some of these things that we discussed because they are the very foundations of our christian faith in the name of jesus god bless you so much again for joining us and i pray that your life will be a blessing and a wonder to many in jesus mighty name amen Alright, so today we are going to continue our discussions that we started a long time, um, just a few weeks actually, um, on who is Jesus Christ. And we've come a long way with this topic. We've come to understand many realities about who Jesus is and what that means for us as believers. So we began to look at some of the descriptions 
of who Jesus is. So for the sake of um, time, I would encourage everyone, if you've not listened to the message, you can search for these uh, messages. And I believe it's important because if you say you're a Christian, you need to understand the fundamentals of your Christian faith. Okay? And uh, the fundamental of our Christian faith as Christians is Jesus Christ. And I bet you that many people don't understand who Jesus is. They don't know who he is. In as much as they understand that he came to die, when you understand who he is, you'll be able to maximize all the blessings that God has in store for us. One thing you should always understand as a Christian is that God can do with you as far as your knowledge is or your revelation is. So if you see God to be a box, he will appear to be a box to you because he would never go beyond what you know. That is why he says that for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. And he says that because you have forsaken knowledge, I, I, the Lord, I will forsake you. Are you okay? So it's important we understand that the more knowledge of God we get, the more understanding of God we get, is what would increase the level of dealings God can have with us. That would increase the level of revelation, the level of wonders and miracles God can do with us. And today's discussion, we are going to continue with who is Jesus Christ? And we are looking at the third description of Jesus Christ. So the first description we looked at is that Jesus is the way. And we understood that you can never get to the Father except by this way. Okay? And we also understood that there are many ways. So there are many people. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And narrow is the road that leads to salvation. So Jesus is the way. So if you want to get to the Father, you need to go through Jesus. And we read the book of John chapter 14 verse number six and we moved on to talk about jesus is the truth and we understood this um, last uh, wednesday that if we say something is the truth that means that that is definite and the bible says that jesus is the truth so there may be things said there may be different you know ideologies different beliefs etc jesus said that he is the truth so you can't ignore jesus and actually have an encounter with the creator of the universe have an encounter with God of the Bible no it is through Jesus and we have established so well in our previous teachings how that it started with Adam and how Adam fell so Jesus was actually the one who came to restore man back to God and so if we want to have access to God we need to meet with Jesus and so we we did a lot about that on Jesus being the truth Okay, so um, we, we realize that ignorance is the worst enemy to humankind. So as far as our level of knowledge is, I remember at some point when you read history, there were some point there wasn't any aeroplane, there wasn't any car. So people could envisage that we can actually get machines that can transport us from one point to the other. And when we were able to discover this knowledge and we were able to make it practical, that was when we were able to manufacture these beautiful cars we see. Okay, but then at some point they weren't there. So although these wonderful, beautiful things existed in the realm of the spirit, they were not materialized because of our limits in knowledge as humanity. Okay, um, so that is a bit on that. So today we are moving on to look at Jesus is the resurrection and life. Okay. Jesus is the resurrection and life. So the third description of Jesus 
that we are going to look at. And I always say this, that as we go through the word of God, you should be able to understand what this would mean to you as a Christian. Okay? Um, many Christians love to hear beautiful stories, beautiful things, you know, wonderful uh, prophesied to me. They are all beautiful. But you need to understand that these are the very foundations that can make you strong as a Christian. So the day that you knock on the door of anybody and the person is not responding, these revelations is what will carry you through the thick and the thin. Are you okay? And so believe that God is actually building your faith. He's building your spirit. He's building you to be a wonder. And so it's important to understand these realities. It's important to subject yourself to the word of God. Okay? That because it will, it will be able to build you up. So take this very serious. Don't think that, you know, it's just an online meeting or whatever. But then think it to be a series that God is using to build you. If anyone wants to be um, a, a lecturer, a teacher, the training of a nurse is different from a training of an engineer. Why? Because they have distinct roles that they are going to be on or be in. And so that is how the life of a believer is, okay? We need to understand that they are the principles that will make us grow as Christians and achieve whatever God has ordained for us. Okay, so understanding Jesus Christ is really important. Um, I can't emphasize it very much, but trust me, the moment you come to uncover who Jesus is, that is when you are going to explode, even in the earth, for people to know that indeed God is a wonderful God. Hallelujah. So please, enjoy this series. I believe that God is actually going to make your life beautiful in jesus name amen so we are looking at jesus is the resurrection let's read the scripture quickly john chapter 14 verse 6 so i think this scripture we've been reading it for quite a long time it's really good because it contains so much actually john chapter 14 verse 6 john 14 verse number 6 i read it says jesus said unto him I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Why would Jesus could have said, I am the way, and leave it there? Or he could have said, I am the truth, and left it there. But then he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. These three, these three key things that Jesus mentioned are very, very important. Why? The way is the blueprint. I mentioned it in the previous teaching. The blueprint is actually the map that makes you understand how to get to the location but the truth is the actual direction at every point on that blueprint okay so let's say you have you want to move from i always use this as an example from london to birmingham now you have a map okay that map would give you the idea that okay the, the road that leads to, from maybe london to birmingham maybe you have to pick m5 so m5 that direction is the way so now the map has shown you the way but you understand that the moment you begin the journey there are some points the map will tell you move left there are some points the map will tell you maybe take uh, the second exit the third exit why the map is giving you the truth that will lead you to that destination so when jesus says i'm the way the truth that means that yes i have the blueprint and i have what it takes to guide you consistently and lead you directly to where i want you to get to now he adds another one i am the life beautiful i am the life now i would use fuel to be the life in this regard because the life is the power that will carry you from that point of as the example i'm using that point of london to birmingham and so if you are short of fuel even though you know the road you have the map 
even though the map is giving you direction at every point you lack fuel so the car is not moving so he says i am the life the life is that which your survivor depends on are you getting it so that which your survivor depends on is what jesus is now saying here so he's actually saying that if you take one of these elements out you can't get to the destination and the way and the truth and today we are looking at Jesus, the resurrection and life. So the life element is what we are looking at. And then the resurrection aspect as well. We can't talk about the life without mentioning the resurrection. Because they connect so well. That's why we have them together. Let's read the book of John chapter 11, verse number 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. Quickly. John chapter 11, verse 25. I read, he says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Wow. This is interesting. This is getting really, really interesting. He says, he said unto her, listen, I am the resurrection and the life. You remember what we read? He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And in all, he uses the definite article. So he's very emphatic on what he's saying. And here he's actually introducing something very interesting to this woman. He says that I am the resurrection and the life. So we need to understand what is this resurrection Jesus is talking about. And what is this life he's talking about. Because if you don't understand the resurrection, you wouldn't understand the life. And then he said that he that believeth in me, though he were dead. Which death is he talking about? Yet shall he live. So we are going to today, actually we are going to demystify resurrection the death and life so it would actually help because it would help us to understand whenever the bible talks about resurrection which aspect of resurrection or which type of resurrection or which domain of resurrection is it referring to and when you talk about life which kind of life are you okay and death which kind of death but one thing i want us to establish is that the word resurrection is um, actually two words so re and resurrect okay Resurrection. So when you search on Google, you would, when you search resurrection, it means reason. Okay, and re means again. So re, for example, redo, do it again. Instead of saying do it again, you can say redo. Okay, yes, re-elect. So we have many words that we use re to actually say again. And again is a beautiful word that you can actually find in the scripture because it's very powerful. Um, so when you say resurrection, so this resurrection then this means that. There was something before so for example using the word redo that means that you did it but you have to do it again so that is the understanding with resurrection so resurrection means that the thing did leave but then the thing died and so it needs to be brought back to life again so to awake again so bringing back to life again please i hope you're following the discussion so that is what resurrection actually connotes bringing back to life again hallelujah so that means that if he says he is the resurrection, that means that he's actually dealing with people who had a life and lost it. And now he had come to give them that life again. Hallelujah. Just follow the teaching, you would enjoy it. So Jesus was actually talking about a word that meant that people or man used to be at a particular position of life and he lost it and then he's got it back again. And this connects so well with the earlier teachings that we did on the, the death of Adam. If you listen to the first message, you realize that Adam, God breathed onto man, but then Adam sinned and he died. So the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So Adam died 
this death is not you know to die as we all know on earth people die and they are buried etc but then this death was actually to be cut off from god so god is the source of life he breathed into man for man to become a living soul so when man sinned and the bible says that the moment you eat of this tree you will die man died when they ate the tree okay so jesus came to bring man back the life of god but what life did he bring really so if jesus says i'm the resurrection and life we need to understand which resurrection is jesus talking about and that's what we're going to look at romans chapter 5 verse 17 quickly romans chapter 5 verse 17 please try to share the link with your friends and it's going to be a blessing to them share it with your loved ones you can put them on your whatsapp status your facebook groups etc romans chapter number 5 verse 17 thank you jesus yeah so let's read that romans chapter 5 verse number 17 it says so if by one man's offense death reigned by one now this this scripture the apostle of god was talking about the sin of adam the bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god were you there when adam was eating the fruit you were not there but you are referred to as a sinner and we've done this teaching before that being a sinner is not because you did something wrong it is because of the nature of man are you getting it so the same way when you are born let's say you're when you are born you're you contain almost most of the dna or the genes of your father and your mother is the same way when adam sinned it passed on that same genetic element that physically we can talk about so in the realm of the spirit it works like that so adam sinned as a matter of fact because he sinned that sin reigned over man so the apostle of god is trying to make it clear to us that if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more don't forget the word much more because it means so much we'll talk about it later he says much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one jesus christ so he's saying that there is a gift called the gift of righteousness those who receive it they shall reign in life they shall reign in life they shall they shall rule in life by one jesus christ Please, I hope you are following. So the apostle of God is trying to compare the first sin and Jesus Christ. Okay. And it's so beautiful because now we understand that now Jesus says that I'm the resurrection and the life. And the apostle is making us aware that by one man Adam sin read over man. Jesus Christ has actually brought something which is the resurrection. And he says that it is the gift of righteousness that when we have, we shall reign in life. Please, I hope you are following. Alright. So we are going to look at, I have titled it types of resurrection. But... For the sake of time we are looking at two for the sake of the topic we are doing okay because um we are looking at two types of two domains or aspects however you would call it of resurrection because when jesus says i'm the resurrection what is he talking about so we are going to diagnose this to know the resurrection jesus was actually referring to about okay so the first resurrection is the resurrection of the dead in this current world the resurrection of the dead in this current world the reason why I say this current world is because imagine someone has died as we all understand death to be people died they are buried now there is that resurrection where someone dies and is raised back to life and that is the resurrection we are talking about okay so let's read some few scriptures to understand it um, let's read the book of John chapter 11 verse 38 to 45 now this gives an account of a resurrection that Jesus did Okay? And it's very beautiful. So let's go there. 
John chapter 11 verse 38 to 45. Please be writing down the scriptures because it would bless you. Amen. John chapter 11 verse 38 to 45. We read a lot of scriptures, okay? Because that is our foundation. Hallelujah. So they came to tell Jesus that Jesus Lazarus is dead. Okay, so when you read John 11 verse 35, Jesus wept. So Jesus wept twice in the Bible. The Bible records the weeping of Jesus twice. The, one of them is this, when Lazarus died. So Jesus was crying because Lazarus was a dear person to him. Are you okay? So Jesus wept. And then let's so let's move on from 11.35. Let's move on to 36. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. So Jesus cried for them to know that ah, indeed he loved him. You know, you could see Jesus was affected by death. Now let's see what happened. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should have died? So people are saying that, Oh, this man was able to open the eyes of um, people who were blind. So if he was around, this man shouldn't have died, referring to Lazarus. Now let's look at what happened. Verse 30, Jesus therefore again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave, and it was cave, and a stone lay upon it. Verse 39, Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Now, this man had died physically. And now Jesus is crying because he has lost him. But then we see him trying to do something very, very peculiar. He's saying that, roll the stone out of the tomb. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, so Lazarus' sister, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. And science proved this, that when a person dies within four days, they begin to decay. So Jesus comes to the, the grave of Lazarus and Lazarus has been died for four days. So he said, roll the stone. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. So Jesus said to Martha, Martha, have I not told you that when you believe, you will see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place. So the moment Jesus made that comment, they realized, no, we need to believe that something mighty is going to happen. So they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Verse 42. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people who stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. So Jesus began to talk with the Father. And he said, Father, I know that you believed in me. I know that you hear me. And he said that it's not that I doubt that you hear me, but then because of the people here, so that they would know that indeed you have sent me. Verse 43. And when he does have spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Wow. Verse 44. And he said, and he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot, with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Lose him and let him go. Can you imagine? So this man who has been covered from the head to the feet, Jesus speaks, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible said that he came to he came to stand there. What carried him? That was the power of God. Now we are understanding this was a resurrection happening. But then this type of resurrection is what I'm talking about to be the resurrection of the dead in this current world. So Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. He says, Lose him and let him go. Verse 45, then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen these things which Jesus did believe on him. Well, the moment they saw Jesus has raised the dead, everybody said, like, look, this man, he has been sent. Let's believe in him. So we see Jesus 
actually he um raising the dead but is this the, the resurrection he was talking about no this is the resurrection in the, our current world and jesus proved that indeed he is the resurrection in the sense that he was able to bring things that were dead back to life I speak for that in the name of Jesus. Anything dead in any area of your life by the power of God, may that thing come back to life in the name of Jesus. Anything that you think has been dead and it can never work again, your ambitions, your goals. Listen, Jesus was able to bring a dead man back to life. What is it in your life that he can't bring back? Just believe and it's going to happen to you. He told Martha, if everything is possible for those who believe so let's believe hallelujah so we see a first account of jesus resurrecting the dead let's read another account for the sake of time we are looking at just two accounts of jesus resurrecting a dead person in the angle of the resurrection of dead in the current world okay let's read um the book of matthew matthew chapter 9 verse 18 to 26 so um matthew chapter 9 verse 18 to 26 we see Jesus raising a young girl. Okay? We are reading to verse 26. He says, While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thou hands upon her, and she shall live. Verse 19. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve months or uh, twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment for she said unto himself if i may but touch the hem of his garment i shall be whole but jesus turned about and when he saw her he said daughter be of good comfort thy faith had made thee whole and the woman was made whole from that hour when you look at the ministry of jesus you would realize that anytime he was doing things for people he said your faith if you believe your faith he could do as far as people could believe that he could do so this woman saw jesus going and jesus was going to heal, uh, raise this um ruler's daughter but then she said if i'm able to even touch his cloth the hem of his garment his cloth i'll be healed and the woman did it and she was healed wow that is powerful and let's let's move on for the sake of time um verse 24 he said unto them give place for the maid is not dead but sleepeth this is someone who has died jesus comes to the scene and says that this person is not dead but is asleep he said the same thing about lazarus and they laughed him to scorn can you imagine they started laughing at him because this man is crazy someone is dead you are saying he's asleep are you okay but look at what happened verse 25 but when the people were put forth he went in and took her by the hand and the maid arose and the fame thereof went abroad into all that land can you imagine jesus raised this girl who was dead but to jesus he said she was asleep first Kings chapter 17 verse 21 we see even prophets raising dead people so this kind of resurrection we see it in the ministry of jesus and we also see it in the ministry of some prophets like the prophet elijah so in the book of in the book of first case chapter 17 verse 21 22 just two scriptures so i'm sure we can do it quickly first Kings chapter 17 verse 21 and 22 now he says and he stretched forth so uh, there was a widow who lost um her son and the prophet came there and then he says and he stretched forth himself upon the child three times and cried unto the lord and said oh lord my god i pray thee let this child's soul come into him again 
and the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he revived so we see that the child died and the prophet of God brought this child back to life so these examples that we have looked at from the scripture is what I refer to uh, by the spirit I refer to as the resurrection of the dead in this current world so it's like someone who is existing the person has died and Jesus brought the person back to life the prophet brought the person back to life as a matter of fact even with Elijah his bones someone was dead and they were going to bury the person so you can read it for yourself in the book of 2nd Kings chapter 2 verse 21 the person who was dead was buried at where prophet Elijah was buried and the moment his corpse touched the bones of prophet Elijah the person came back to life but the sad thing about this resurrection is that those people who were resurrected died again okay so they came back to life they lived and they died again so that is the disadvantage of this resurrection because this resurrection you come back to life and you will die again so none of these people do we find around they are no more so Lazarus is no more the girl is no more they are all dead again but then we see this as a dimension of resurrection this I hope you are following it um, so we have looked at this as an example or a type of resurrection now we are moving on to the second or the last which we have here but very interesting and that is the resurrection from the dead Adam brought to man or resurrection from the dead Adam brought to man so don't forget we've read some few scriptures earlier on and he was talking about how that you know by one man sin reigned and we shall we receive the gift of righteousness and we shall reign by one which is jesus christ okay now this resurrection is very interesting because this resurrection is not the physical resurrection in the case of the first one this is actually something that happens spiritually hallelujah so let's read the scripture first peter chapter 2 verse 21 for even here unto were ye called because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should follow his steps verse 22 who did not sin neither was God found in his mouth who verse 23 who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judged righteously. Verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Are you following? So the Bible is making it clear to us that Jesus actually carried our sins and he died that we might live please i hope you get it so we have to understand that this resurrection is actually the resurrection from the death adam brought to man and it is very very important we understand this reality so the apostle of god revealed that jesus was dead for our sake again and then let's read the scripture beautiful ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 6 so we are still following the second um, resurrection which is resurrection from the death adam brought unto man perfect ephesians chapter number two verse one to six i read he says and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin 
so the word quicken them means to bring back to life okay so he says that he has actually brought us back to life so in amplified verse he says and you he made alive when you were dead by your trespasses and sins so he's making reference to how that jesus has brought us back to life please are we following verse 2 he says i'm reading amplified he says in which at one time you walked habitually you were following the course and fashion of this world you were under the sway of the tendency of this present age following the prince of the power of the air you were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sense of disobedience so this one apostle paul is actually talking to us as believers and he's making us aware that we used to be in a particular state and he's trying to explain the state we used to be in so he says that in time past you walk according to the course of this or according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience don't forget that in the previous discussion we realized that the rulership or the dominion god gave adam he gave to the devil so the devil is the one who now rules so when the scripture is now making reference to the prince of the power of the air he's actually talking about the devil and that is one of the new areas of his influence the air which we will look at later in our, um, our discussions not on this topic anyway um in verse 3 it says among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the last of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath even as others verse 4 but god who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sin had quickened us together with christ wow by grace ye are saved so we were dead and now we have been resurrected back to life but this is not the physical one as we see in the previously discussed one but then this is a spiritual thing that happens please are you following so the moment you come to believe in jesus what happens is that so jesus actually became sin for us so he has died and paid for the sin of everybody not just we christians he has paid for the sins of the whole world so john says that behold the lamp of god that take away the sins of the world so he has died for everybody but everybody would have to come to a point to accept this that jesus has done so in the book of john chapter 3 verse 16 he says it's a very popular scripture i believe you all know he says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for us anyway and then he says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish so jesus had come to die and his death is for everybody but it is up for you to believe and he said that when you come to believe in jesus you will not perish you will not be destroyed but you shall have everlasting life so this life that god has brought to us is an everlasting life and he says that when you come to believe in jesus you be you will be moved away from that state you'll be resurrected from the state of death being disconnected from god and you will be reconnected back to god and so this is the second resurrection i'm talking about and we need to understand as christians that this is where our power lies hallelujah so in the book of luke chapter 20 verse 27 to 38 jesus begin to make a beautiful conversation about the resurrection because some pharisees and sadducees some of these people who were always having issues with him came to him and said that you know what if someone has a wife and he dies 
and the, the brother comes to take a wife and he dies and the brother comes to take a wife and he dies let's read the scripture you would really enjoy this conversation luke chapter number 20. i hope someone is following luke chapter number 20 verse 27 it's long but let's enjoy it he says then came to him certain of the sadducees which deny that there is any resurrection and they asked him master Moses wrote unto us, If any man's brother die, having a wife, and he die without children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto their brother. There were therefore seven brethren. The first took a wife and died without children. And the second took a wife, and he died childless. And the third took her, and like manner, the seventh also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. So they were going to treat Jesus and say, oh, if there is a resurrection of the dead, that means that if someone marries and the person that another marries and the person that and we all raise up again. So this resurrection of the dead that the Sadducees were talking about is not the first resurrection, as we've discussed, because obviously the person who raised up from the dead will die again. But then they knew that there was a resurrection that has been spoken about, and this resurrection was a resurrection that people are going to live again. So they brought this case to Jesus. You said there is a resurrection. Okay, someone has a brother. And Moses brought the law to us that if anyone has a brother and the person didn't have a child, the brother can have the wife to raise the child for them. So if they have seven brothers and all of them are when, when in the resurrection, who will be the husband of the wife? So that is the question they have, they've actually asked Jesus. <laughs> so verse 33, he says, Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of them is she? For seven had her to wife. Look at the answer of Jesus. Very interesting. And Jesus answering said unto them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage. Follow carefully. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead now this resurrection of the dead is not the first one that's why i've laid that foundation but the second one he said that the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage so this gives us a clue that in the new life that has been given to us talking about this because you need as i said there are the, the the resurrection we are looking at too because there's also another dimension where we will be taken away our bodies will change and we will be transformed that is people would say rapture going to heaven etc we are not going into that but i want you to understand that he's talking about there's another kind of life that it is the people neither marry or are given into marriage so jesus was actually making reference to our life in eternity neither can they die anymore but they are equal unto the angels and are the children of god being the children of the resurrection Please, I hope you are following. So, for the sake of our time, we wouldn't be able to go much into this, but I can give you a gist of it. So, those of us who have come to believe in God, now we have eternal life. And when you die, that means that when you sleep, that's the first death. When you go to the first death, you are not actually dead. You still have life. And this life will now determine your place in eternity, whether you are going to be with God or not. Please, I hope you are following. So, the people were asking Jesus that, so when we sleep and that day gets there, are we going to marry our wives and he's making reference that that day when it gets there we are not going to marry there's nothing like marriage because that world is different altogether from this current world or this present world please help you get and he said that 
they can die no more for they are equal unto angels and they are children of God being the children of the resurrection please I hope you are following the discussion so now Jesus begins to make it clear to them that there is this life and this life is as a result of the resurrection so they were asking about the life but Jesus brought some more information that this life is as a result of the resurrection and this resurrection is not the first one but then the resurrection which is the second one so when Adam died or have sinned, he had come to bring life and this life is everlasting. So when we, everyone who is on earth, a time will come, you would engage the first death or maybe if Jesus, Jesus comes, everyone will go to the first death. But the first death is not the end. There is another life. But the life that we have actually received here will determine our place, whether we are going to be with the Lord or not. Please, I hope someone is following. So, Moving on, the apostle of God brings to light the power of this life. Okay, so let's read in the book of John chapter 12 verse 25. John chapter 12 verse 25. That, that should always make you powerful. You should understand that you are more powerful than you think. And you should understand that God has a place for you. You are so special to God. That is why he sent his only begotten son to die for you. Your life is so precious. And as Christians, this is our hope. This is what our power is based on. That we have life and we are bold to be called the children of God. So Jesus mentioned the second the resurrection. He says they are the children of the resurrection. Now they have been reconnected back to God because they have come to accept what Jesus did for them. Please, I hope you are following. John chapter 12, verse 25. So from verse 24, this was when Jesus was about to die. He died. The state one statement he made so friends from verse 23 he says and jesus answered and said unto them the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified he says verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat pour into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit for he that loveth his life shall lose it and he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal Hallelujah. So Jesus was trying to, he was given a parable, but that parable is explained here that Jesus was the corn who was going to go down into death. When you plant, let's say, a corn of maize, okay, or whatever, when you plant a corn and it goes down and it comes up, you realize that you can have much more of that. So he was actually signifying that his death was going to give room for many people in the world to have the opportunity to be referred to as the child the child of God. So he was the only begotten of the Father. And now he came to die. That anyone who believes in him will have this same life that he had or he has. Please, are you following the discussion? So it's so important for us to understand this resurrection. So if Jesus says that I am the resurrection, he's actually making reference to that I am the one who has brought again this life that man lost. Please, are you, are you following? So, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, what you have actually done is that you have been reconnected back to God. You are no longer under the influence of what Adam did. You have been translated from that realm of Adam into a new realm, which is actually the realm of the children of God. Please, I hope you are getting it. Hallelujah. It's so interesting. So, in Romans chapter 6, verse 5, 
He says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, the apostle of God brings it very beautifully. He says, If we were planted together in the likeness of his death, so when Jesus was dying, you were part of him. Everybody in this world was part of him. Are you getting it? Everybody in this world was part of him. And he's saying that, so the same way he has resurrected, we have been resurrected with him. Please, are you following the discussion? When Jesus rose from the dead, you were inside him. I was inside him. So we are actually after his likeness. We are no longer after the likeness of Adam. We are after the likeness of Jesus. So I can I ask you a question? That means that when this revelation becomes so imbibed in our spirit, that means that we can actually do things that normal men can't do because we are carrying a nature. And look at the life of Jesus, full of miracles, full of wonders. I pray that you will be a wonder to your generation. Say amen. I believe that when God, when the, don't forget, God can deal with you at the level of your knowledge. So if you've come to this realization that this life you carry it's not, it's not that old life. It's a new life that is directly from God himself. And so if this life is directly from God himself and everything was created by this life, that means that you have the power to create your own future. You have the power to determine what happens to you in this current world. Amen. So this is what this resurrection means for you. It's one of them anyway. So it's always important for us to understand who Jesus is because now this brings unto us the revelation of who he is and that he's our resurrection and that if he's our resurrection that means that we now carry the life of god hallelujah so it's important we understand the dimension of this life and in the book of first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 13 to 21 the apostle of god brings out something very very peculiar on this matter so the apostle of god was having a discourse on the resurrection now look at what he says but if there be no resurrection of the dead then is christ not risen so don't forget this resurrection is not the first one we spoke about is the second one the next verse and if christ be not risen then our preaching vain and your faith is also vain so if jesus didn't rise from the dead that means that there is no point in being a christian there is no usefulness in that because Jesus didn't raise from the dead. He didn't wake up from the dead. He's still dead. So what's the point? But then he brings out something very key. He says, verse 17, And if Christ be not with the faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Verse 18, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. You see, the apostle of God now begins to touch on something. So people who are Christians who die as, as in the first death or the first death, which is that, the death that, you know, everyone will go to, which is normal life death, you know. He said that those people who believed in Jesus and they are dead, there is going to be a resurrection. And then he said that those people who have died, that means they are never going to wake up, so they have perished. And in verse 19, he says something that is very striking. He says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. So he's making reference to the fact that if Jesus was not raised from the dead, that means that we will be the most miserable people in this life. Because the foundation, the author and finisher of our faith is Jesus. So if Jesus is dead, what is the point again of us believing? 
it is alive. Look at verse the next verse, verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Verse 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of death. You see, verse 22. For all us in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Wow, he puts it so beautiful. So if by man death came it was so that is why jesus had to come into the flesh to die because death came on this into this world through man so god couldn't have taken death out without allowing himself his son to come into the fashion of man because if sin came through man that means that life must come through man life cannot come through any other means except through man so if you don't know why jesus came to die making it clear to you death came as a result of the seed they did of man that's why jesus came so jesus also came in the fashion of man so that he can end death and bring the life of god else we couldn't have received the life of god so jesus had to come there was no other option because it was the same route that death came it has to be through the same route that life will come so if you reject jesus if you say i don't need jesus in my life what you are saying is that the death that came through one man is still going to reign because there is no other way that those deaths or those sins or the wages of sin is there. So all those things can be cleared. It could only be cleared by another man. So the question is, can you pay your price? Because if the death came through one man, life must come through one man. Can you pay for your own price? But then listen, Jesus, God loves us so much. That's why the first thing the Bible says that for God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. He became flesh so that he would die and in his death we will have access to the life of God. That makes Jesus so essential in our lives as Christians. Without Jesus resurrecting from the dead, we will still be dead. But thank God Jesus is alive and he's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. So this life is what we carry. This life is what we carry so even though people may see you and think you are person you need to have this revelation you carry the life of god and this is a higher life in the name of jesus hallelujah please i hope you're enjoying it so we've looked at um the two dimensions of resurrection i've tried my best not to go so much into it because of for the sake of time and then of course the title and whatever we are looking at okay but then quickly let's look at this life so jesus has brought resurrection to us okay and now we've understood that this resurrection is because man sinned now the life that adam had and the life jesus has brought what are the differences what are the differences did jesus bring the life we had before don't forget the word life i explained in the first teaching that this life is not just um you know the first life jesus has actually brought us a higher life please i hope you are following and the life is in the context of being cut off from your maker so if anyone is cut off from god that listen i made this demonstration if your hand is cut off from your body maybe in some few minutes you can still see the blood coming from the hand that has been cut off but that hand give it time it will die that is what happened to man the breath of god came into us and when man sinned sin parted us away from god and the moment we were cut away from god 
we died. Now, he sent his only begotten son to come and die. Why? Because death came through man. So God could only bring life through Jesus Christ. Now Jesus came and now he has brought life to us. But what is this life? What is so special about this life Jesus has brought? Now, let's read just two scriptures for the sake of time. Our time is past. Forgive me for that. Just two scriptures and we end it here. We end it there. So in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, we are going back to Genesis to understand that life Adam had so that we can also understand this life Jesus has brought. Please, I hope you get it through resurrection. So Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, quickly. He says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, this life there is what you call um, the normal life. Okay, so I don't have the interlinear Bible here, but then when you look at the Greek or the interlinear Bible, you realize that this life is a normal life. Normal life, like you know, the life of an animal, the normal life that everyone has. The beautiful thing about this is that the life that man had was a higher life than those of the animal. Okay, those of animals, because you'd realize that he this God. By his word, he spoke that let animals come, let this come, let this come. But then when it goes to man, what God did was that he breathed into man. So even though the Bible classified this as a normal life, it was still a higher life than the life of animals. Please, I hope you get it. So the Greek word, yes, I have it here. It said the Greek word is zuke, so normal life, like zuke, normal life. Alright, normal life. So it was a normal life, even though it came from God. It was a normal life but let's read another scripture john chapter 3 verse 16. so the life adam lost in as much as it was the life of god it was a set at a certain level which is classified as normal but then in the book of john chapter 3 verse 16 we read the scripture before but i want to show you the differences in the lives john chapter 3 verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, God breathed into Adam. He became a living soul. The breath of life. But this life was called Zuke. Was called K. Other versions say K. Normal life. But then this life, that John chapter 3 verse 16 is talking about. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This life is called zoe zoe what is zoe zoe is the very life of god so the breath god breathed into adam wasn't that level of life which is the god kind of life it was a normal life okay so the bible says that man became a living soul but then here he says that this life is zoe the life of god please i hope you get it the life of God, the everlasting life, the life that doesn't end, the life that overcomes every circumstance, the life that rules in every situation, that is the life God has given us, the God kind of life. God can't be sick. So this life God has given us has the power to resist sickness. No wonder the Bible says that by his stripes we were healed. That means that this kind of life he has given us, he's already paid for our healing. I hope somebody is being blessed by this. He has paid for our healing. So this kind of life, we can't be sick. We can't be failures. Please, I hope you are getting it. Now, God, as I said, God can only deal with you by your level of knowledge. Jesus said, 
if you believe all things are possible unto you so if you believe that the life jesus has brought unto you is not that previous life adam had it is actually a higher life that overcomes circumstances that overcomes diseases that overcomes infections the life that actually we carry which is everlasting that doesn't end that is the very life god carries you remember what jesus said he says that in that in the resurrection we are like angels we don't die that means that anything death cannot work in our lives please i hope you are following so death sometimes they use words like someone's career is dead etc to the dead all things are dead but then to the one who is alive all things are alive so if everything if something is dead in your life you have the power the life that god actually used to breathe into man you have that same power to command things into life so anytime you stand as a christian to pray you need to understand your position you are not like adam you are actually like jesus and listen jesus said that father when he was praying you remember when he was raising Lazarus from the dead he prayed he said father i know you hear me and he said father i said it not because i didn't believe that you are with me but then for the sake of the people who are here jesus was never disappointed anytime he stood to pray he knew the life he was carrying and so everything began to work for him please i hope you understand everything began to work together for him and i wouldn't even want to go into the new life of the resurrection so it's so important that this nature or this new life god has brought to us is going to transform situations in your life it's going to make things work together for you because it is the life that overcomes circumstances it is the life that overcomes situations in the name of jesus i pray that as this revelation is coming in the name of jesus anything dead in anybody's life by the power of god it would come back to life in the name of jesus hallelujah i want us to read just one scripture and we close for the day the holy spirit just brought it to me um in the book of revelation in the book of revelation chapter 1 from verse 12 don't forget jesus rose from the dead okay now this is the current nature of jesus don't forget this is the life we carry in the book of revelation chapter 1 from verse 12 he says and i turned to see the the voice that spake with me and being turned i saw seven golden candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like unto the son of man don't forget the son of man is in reference to jesus clothed with white garments down to the foot and get about the paths with a golden girdle. So can you picture Just picture it. So he is in a white apparel with a golden girdle. Now in the next verse he says, His head and his hair were white like wool. I'm trying to describe the nature of the resurrected God, the resurrected Christ, whose life we have. And he says that by his stripes we were healed. He says, his, high, his hair is as white as wool. And he says, and as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Verse 15. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burn in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Look at the one who brought life to us, the state he is now. So if he is, he is actually glorified, 
he is actually ruling that means that this life we carry have the capacity to rule in every situation we find ourselves it has the capacity to subdue whatever hallelujah so anytime you stand to pray anytime you are working you find yourself amidst people in amidst situations you need to believe that there is actually this new life that has the power to transform your life there is this new life that has the power to affect things and make things work for, together for your good in the name of jesus hallelujah thank you so much for joining me i want us to pray just one prayer before we go we are praying our father in the name of the lord jesus let this reality of this new life dawn on my spirit may i live in the consciousness of this new life in the name of jesus may i live in the consciousness of this new life that you have brought me through jesus christ in the name of jesus somebody lift up your voice and pray 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 lift up your voice pray 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 this new life god has brought the moment you begin to live in this reality that is when you begin to see mighty things lift up your voice and pray 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 in the name of jesus christ father we thank you for the opportunity to enjoy your word oh lord let the truth of your word even affect our spirits let the truth of your word dwell with us even now in the name of Jesus Christ. May this reality affect our faith. May this reality affect our belief in the name of Jesus. And anytime we stand, may we take dominion over every circumstance, over every situation in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you so much for joining today. All glory to Jesus. Dear one, We've come to an end of today's episode of God's Word. It was wonderful having you and we believe you have been blessed by the Word of God. Please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name Dexterity Church for more depths and inspirations from God. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, Podcast, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram and Twitch all with the same name Dexterity Church to access our audio and video messages of God's word. Have a blessed day and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.